Welcome to the Chat Footy Podcast, episode 29. Today, I'm Dave Horrocks, and I'm also joined by my good friend, Ben. Hello there. So, Ben, we actually, this is a bit of an odd one, this one, isn't it? So, we're releasing two podcasts, or recording and releasing two podcasts in a day, because it's been a big day, and Manchester United have sacked Jose Mourinho. So, a little bit earlier today, Chris gave us the bye-bye Mourinho Jose rant, and so we thought we'd... uh, we'd jump on and and we'd give our own little perspective on it as well with a slightly different pair of eyes, I guess. Yeah. So I guess first thing, I mean, uh, what do you think to that news? Are you surprised? No, I wasn't actually. I was kind of, I thought it would happen. I thought after Sunday, there's no way back and they they are at rock bottom. Um, As happy as that makes me. Um, (laughs) Let's not be around the bush. We're loving it, aren't we? We're absolutely loving it. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't surprise me. I just thought that can't, he couldn't stay in the job after that. And when he gave that interview after the game, and he was, I mean, you said it to me, it was pretty surprising. He was sort of bigging us up a little bit, which he, he would never normally do. It was almost like he'd had a eureka moment and he finally realised that he is not up to managing at that level because he hasn't got the tools or the capability of producing a team who can play intensive, pressing, fast, exciting football. He, he just can't do it. I don't think he knows how to. And to hear him sort of praising Robertson and almost being in awe of him, I just I just thought, what's Luke Shaw thinking about that when he sat at home? You've had all these but you've had all these run-ins with him and he's sitting there listening to you lauding our left back. Um, as good as he is and he's right what he said, but it just seemed like he was almost inviting the sack and he was like, you know what, I've got nothing else I can do with this team. I've reached the end of the road. So I wasn't surprised. Um, I think it reflects pretty poorly on Man United. I don't think they should... I thought when they, I thought at the time they appointed him, it was because they thought he could get under Guardiola's skin and they panicked because they couldn't get Guardiola, they couldn't get Klopp, they didn't really know what to do. And I thought they just went with the person who they thought might cling on to his old you know his old glory years and produce something and to be fair he's won a, couple, a few trophies for him do we count the charity shield no really <laughs> two trophies um, uh, yeah and you know that's it I'm disappointed because I think they'll get a decent manager and I think they'll they'll make a much better fist of it because there's some good players in that squad and you'll probably see Pogba come back in you'll probably see Martial and Rashford start every game maybe even Sanchez, and they'll probably play some decent football. Um, but that's probably more for next season, because this season they're way off the pace. So what did you think of it? Were you surprised? Surely not. Well, I mean, a few episodes ago, I can't I can't remember exactly when it was, but it, I remember saying that, and highlighting this game, that actually if, if Liverpool turn United over... And it's not so much it's not so much about win, lose or draw, it's about how they play. But in particular if they didn't play well and were beat, then I thought this could be the, the game that he went. But when I spoke to Chris um the day after the game, he he it was the Champions League draw as well, wasn't it? So he yeah. He'd mentioned about the Champions League, the fact that that comes up in February. I thought, well, you know what? 
actually, when they got rid of Van Gaal, when they got rid of Moyes, they still had some... Uh, they'd actually had nothing to play for, and that's when they went. So I thought, actually, I was looking at that league game, but I wasn't really thinking about... I wasn't factoring in the Champions League, so I was thinking, oh, well, maybe... Maybe they're going to keep hold of him. Um, but, you know, obviously they've they've decided to fire the gun. They don't really... It seems to almost be a bit knee-jerk for them, though, um, because they're, they're not seemingly going to announce a manager. Okay, fair enough, to the summer. But you would think, surely, wouldn't you have a caretaker at least lined up? Well, they took about Solskjaer, I read before, but... But they're talking about it today. Yeah. You know, surely you've been having these conversations for weeks now. I just think he's... I mean, that, like you said, that performance was so poor. I mean, let's be fair, Liverpool played really well. Let's not forget that, because we did. And we they had no answer to it. Um, and even when they got it back to one all, which was ridiculous... And you, you know, we've seen it all before, and we all sitting there thinking they're going to grind a result out here, and it will make me furious because we was we were miles better than them. But you know, we we really stepped stepped it up second half, and they couldn't handle it. And it was quite a damning indictment that he said they couldn't cope with our physicality and all this sort of thing. And that's down to him. You know, it's down to him and the fact he's left Pogba on the bench. All right, I think Pogba's been a bit of a shambles at times, but you know, he's better than half the midfielders they had playing in that game. But he's just not found a way to make them play. Apart, the only time they've, I think they've looked half decent was like that Newcastle game where they had to go for it because they're two 0 down. You know, and then they've looked half decent at times when they've bombed everybody forward. But that's not how he likes to play at all. I mean, how they beat Juventus away, I've got no idea. But you know, that's, that's where they are. And it's interesting to read tonight that Pochettino would like the job because. Can they get him? I don't know. I think that'd be very, very tough to get him out of Spurs. But well, I mean, let's face it, it it's a step up, isn't it? As, as yeah, of course as it is. Of, if you're as, him, yeah. yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. I think, given what's happened with the stadium and the financial constraints, I can see why he'd want it. And and he's done well with Spurs, but yeah. you know, have they have they actually progressed when Leicester won the league? Right. Spurs should have won it that year. Yeah, and they they came second. Uh, oh, actually, did didn't Arsenal? Arsenal just no, 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 um, no. Did they? No, you're right, actually. And yeah, they might. No, they did finish second one year, though, didn't they? Maybe it wasn't that year. But I, don't uh, know. But I, I, know, I know the season you mean, and yeah, they should have. They should, and they and then they choked right at the end. But they've they've been up there and challenging now in and around the same position for about three or four years now and I think to consistently do that is is no mean feat you know I'm not I'm not downplaying it is a good achievement but he's not really kicked on with them has he you know so they they've never apart from that Leicester year when they won it they've never really looked like winning it no, and I think he'll probably look at um, the summer when they didn't buy anybody and they were in such a great position. All they mm-hmm. needed was probably, what, two or three really good players? Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. probably would be 
pretty a lot closer to, to, to Man City than they are. And if to buy nobody, I think that would have upset him quite a bit. And I think that's probably going to stick with him for a long time. And he's probably thought that was the time we could have really kicked in here and done what we've done. You know, buy that extra quality, push the boat out and look at the difference it makes. Yeah. And the fact they haven't done that, I think he'll go to United and we'll have a pretty much a blank checkbook. Um, but I think the difficulty is going to be Mr. Mr. Levy, who's a nightmare to negotiate with. And he's on, he's on a long contract, isn't he? So to get out of there would be pretty difficult. But yeah, I yeah. That's, I think that's probably who they'd want. So. I think ultimately, though, as, as difficult, and I think you're right, Levy will make it uh, hard to negotiate. He'll get top dollar. Or even though, you know, compared to players, I think managers, <coughs> top quality managers are fairly cheap. Aren't they? It's like it's like goalkeepers, like we were saying about Allison. You know, he costs what was it, sixty six million, but when you compare that to outfield players, that goalkeepers a, are still good value, aren't they? That is a really good point. And they're talking about it might cost thirty four million to get him out of his contract. But then you're right, if you buy a football player, yeah. That's the sort of average not average, it's a slightly above average Premier League player now, isn't it? So why wouldn't you pay that? Yeah, I, and I think that's a good point. You know, the manager is, is going to have a much bigger impact mm. than any individual player. Certainly worth thirty four million in in the market. You know, yeah. so for me, if they think he's the man, then just go and go and make it happen. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do think he'd be good for them. The only thing I think that might stop Pochettino is if he's got his eye on on one of the big Spanish clubs. <sighs> yeah. I think he'd like to coach Real Madrid, but it's just the problem is he could go to Real Madrid have a really bad year, get sacked. I mean, I suppose he wouldn't have any shortage of jobs. It's still that massive draw, though, isn't yeah, it, for the Spanish-speaking uh, yeah. population? Yeah, and it might jolt them into... I mean, you know, they've only given a Solari the job to the summer, so I think they're probably thinking about going for him as well. So that'd be interesting. I mean, if you're a Spurs fan, you'd be pretty worried right now, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I also think, you know, it, it, I, I wouldn't have thought anything would happen before the summer because, no, no, no. again, Spurs are still in the Champions League. Well, he, um, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't leave, I don't think, now. He wouldn't. I think he'd, he would say, even if I do go, it would have to be in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't, unless he's, unless he's dumb like that, that Spanish coach... <laughs> <laughs> who announced that he was going to Madrid and then got sacked and then got sacked from Madrid as well yeah, unless you yeah. make a, a monumental misjudgment <laughs> there I, I can't see Pochettino doing that but um, I mean can you see anyone else apart from Pochettino I, I do think he'd be good for them I do actually I do think you know he, he's not the sort of manager who you know he relies on that high tempo you know, high pressing sort of games like mm. Klopp and, and Guardiola, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he doesn't have those midfield players right now. So it so it's a it's a project, isn't it? It's yep. it's a sort of three year project, I think, before he gets to that level. It's going back back to brass tacks, isn't it? Starting from scratch. And he, that squad would need a whole overhaul. I mean I know he's a big Marshall fan, so he'd have Marshall there in Rashford who are quality. But you're talking about all the players behind them, and the defence isn't any good either. You, you need you need six, seven, eight players, don't you? Top top quality, really. Plus, well, in terms of pressing, who who would who would stick around? So Sanchez can press with the best of them, to be yeah. fair. 
Rashford, um, Martial. But then you're not beyond that. You sort of Pogba's not that sort of player, is he? No. It, none of those midfielders are. That I, I can't think of any of them. Lingard sort of maybe. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, possibly Lingard could could work in that pressing game. But like I say, it's it's over a few years, isn't it? So you, it is, you can't also, just. Yeah, and also that whole structure of the club is messed up, isn't it? They haven't got a director of football, the chief execs, a money man. They're talking about they want to sell the club. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a shambles. So he's got, you know, they've got to get all that side of it right as well. It's not just the magic wand. Get a manager and get a load of players in. They've put their scouting networks all over the place. They haven't got enough scouts. Empty offices. The more you read about it, it's absolutely incredible how it's gone down the pan. You just wouldn't. You'd never would have thought. And we all thought when Fergie left they'd struggle a bit, but not like this. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's bloody awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but so, we shouldn't, uh, like we said, we shouldn't gloss over how well we played either on Sunday. Yeah, and I tell you what, I mean, well, actually, let, let's come to some of the other candidates in a sec, but let's just indulge a little bit. I have to say, um, I... I'd said a few episodes ago that I think Fabinho, there's still, he, he still looks like he's playing within himself at the minute. Yeah. Um, I still think there's a lot more to come from him, and I don't think we'll see it until next year. And if I'm right, God, that's going to be some player. <laughs> because, you know, he's our defensive midfielder, but all of his passes are positive. You know, when yeah. one of the things Henderson gets stick for is even when there's a forward pass on it, it goes sideways. Now, he can make those long raking passes, but it's, you know, 70% of the time, it's the safe pass sideways. And, yeah. you know, they used to call Ray Wilkins the crab, didn't they? And I, I think you could label the same thing as Henderson. But Fabinho was you know, in terms of pressing, he was he was in there, you know, getting his foot in in front of players. He was intercepting balls, but he was also making some fantastic forward passes. And that ball for Mane's first goal was just sublime. The weight on it. It was awesome. So I I just think for me, he was the he was the outstanding player of that game. He was, and he's just it looks like he's just an all round quality midfield player he's got everything so it's he just obviously needs to get a few goals maybe but yeah he's just everything about him he's got telescopic legs he's gets his pressing stats are unbelievable as well yeah so he's going to be really important in that but I think he's almost got a play now he's yeah, yeah first in the midfield team sheet for me yeah but obviously the other star of the show and you know, I have my question marks in the summer, but oh, he's never, he's becoming did, he's becoming. Well, yeah, I don't know. Come on, you yeah, you were pointing I, at the price tag and I saying, said, "Well, it's it's worth a gamble million, for that." Yeah, absolute bargain, <laughs> twelve million. Bargain. So it, it is a bargain, but I I must admit, the little fella, he's he's fast becoming one of my favourite players because. All right, the two goals are what they are, and you know they they got deflections and you've got to actually make the shot to get that that little bit of luck the bit that I really like and the the thing that I've seen from him every time he's come on is how clever and you know incisive his forward passing is yeah he he does 
remind me in a lot of ways of Iniesta mm. in that you know he doesn't it doesn't matter where he receives the ball you know and if he's got a few players around him that's okay I'm still going to use some clever footwork and and try and find a forward pass you know so he's not looking to just retain possession mm. and it was for the it was in the build up to the third goal that actually I thought the most impressive bit was just that vision where he he just looked up he saw where Salah was running and played a perfect pass to him and the balls ended up coming back to him and that's where he's finished it off but he just looks so busy and one of the one of the stats and I don't know if it's if it's true um, like all these stats that are banded about but I did see he had more touches on the on the ball than Lukaku did in the whole game yeah that's true yeah it's verified is it okay that's I think true. that is just <laughs> pretty um, well again pretty damning of, of the United I think if I'd been on there with my bad back and dodgy knees I'd have more touches than Lukaku <laughs> <laughs> but what, what a difference you know a few players makes um, yep. last year you know he absolutely bullied Lovren everyone was salivating about how great Lukaku was and then I said to Chris yesterday, you know, Van Dyke just dominated him for the first part of the game. And that was yeah. it. Didn't want to know. No, that's it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on Shakiri. I think if you... <laughs> I'm not saying he should be a sub every week because I think he's good enough to play and he has played um, quite a bit. But if you've got 20 minutes left and you're feeling a bit knackered and you see him come on, you're thinking... Oh. Yeah. He's just so effervescent, though, isn't he? He's just yeah, he's, he's looking just, to get just, on that ball. He's so busy. That's what I like about him. I think, and I think if the team feels a bit jaded, they see him come on, and he's he is just like a little pocket dynamo force of nature. And he's just—it's almost like it just transmits to everybody else because he's so enthusiastic and he's so lively, and he's all over the place. And he's just got that because of his physique. He's just short, stocky, and busy is a perfect word because he's just—it's like somebody's shoved a rocket up his ass and let him go <laughs> <laughs> he's like a whirling dervish isn't he Just... whirling dervish <laughs> that's, that's the one but um, I mean it's it's almost you sort of almost pinch yourself because you look at that bench you think you know Rigi and Solanke can't even get in the squad there's Sturridge on the bench you've got Lalana there you've got Ox who's not even back yet you've got Henderson on the bench Milner wasn't there it's, it's almost madness that You've got all these options. It's just sport for choice, isn't it? Obviously, defensively, we're a bit pushed at the moment, which is a slight concern. But going forward, you can drop one or two players out now. And, you know, like we saw in the midfield, the Napoli game, I thought the midfield were brilliant. Um, and again, on Saturday, it was almost a completely different midfield and they were brilliant again. And that's really, really positive. Um, but I've got to personally say the midfield we played on Saturday, I really like, on Sunday, I really like. I just think it's a really nice balance. Um, and that would be my preferred probably three for the bigger games, I've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, it's great to, great to have options. And, and the fact that, you know, Oxlade-Chamberlain, unfortunately, when he got that injury, I thought he was looking outstanding. Yeah, he was, he was. Um, I think Cater's starting to show signs that he's going to be... I mean, he's not played anywhere near as well as he can. But even the bits he's done, he looks really good as well. He's just all over the place and he's so positive as well. He, 
automatically wants to go forward and yeah. make things happen. So it's a really nice little blend in there. And Juan Alden's just the usual unsung hero. He's just done such an amazing season. And in the big games, he's just, he's almost your go-to man, isn't he? He always turns up Yeah, yeah. in the big games. And um, yeah, it was great. Just a great day all around. And Klein came in, played well, which was good. I was a bit worried about him playing, but I, I thought he was he was targeted to be honest I, I mean I, I thought considering he's hardly played for two years mm. um, I thought he, he was outstanding if yeah I mean the goal that. came down that side but really if Allison doesn't make a ruck then you don't think anything more of that but generally they didn't create anything so the whole back four played well yeah and as Mourinho says, uh, Andy Robertson was was making all his various sprints and stuff. I, I said to Chris, though, you know, I, I'm not quite sure why, having made all of these runs, you know, rather than comment on it and praise him after it's the game, do something about it. P- drop someone, you know, <laughs> have another person on the right so yeah. he doesn't have all that pitch to run into. Uh, they were saying that on commentary they said probably halfway through I don't know just after half time they were saying that they're not picking him up he's got acres of space because nobody's going with him and they did did nothing to combat it at all nothing yeah so So, getting back to um Mourinho's replacement then and again who knows who they'll put in in the in the interim could be Solskjaer uh, someone who couldn't cut it at Cardiff City I was going to say that's just doesn't make any sense to me that at all yeah maybe Giggs maybe Steve Bruce I don't know Um, Bruce (laughs) bring Brian Robson back these are all great options for me Mark Hughes is picking his heels now isn't he they're all out of work (laughs) You can never rule it out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thinking more in the summer, I, I, I still think, you know, Zidane is worth the gamble. Uh, Mourinho is the safe pair of hands, so-called. But um, I, I, if it was me, I would go with Zidane. If, if you're there now, if you're May United now, I think they've targeted two people, I think, and it's the two we've talked about, Zidane and Pochettino. I think they're the two that would be at the top of the list. I think you go past that, then you're into the realms of not quite the top level. I mean, they talk like Antonio Conte, can't see it. Who else is well, there? So, so they're talking about Simeone. Simeone, I can't see. Simeone's quite a pragmatic manager as well. Simeone's more of the Mourinho style manager, but he is he's one of those, a bit like Klopp, that he would unite the club. And yeah. I, I love Simeone, I think he's awesome. And he's such a cool dude as well. Um, and I think he would inspire that devotion that Klopp does or Guardiola does in players so I think that's why he would be a good shout but in terms of the football he's he's very much a safety first type coach as well which may not sit with what United won I don't know but he's almost inextricably bound to Atletico Madrid isn't he it's almost like he he just can't bring himself to leave Um, but going past that unless you get like Allegri from Juventus which also would be a bit of a risk Mm-hmm. I don't think there's loads of all the top coaches have, are in the Premier League already yeah, you know, yeah really if you're looking at the top 10 coaches in the world half of them are in the Premier League already so, I tell you who's a manager to watch I can't remember his name now a Southampton oh, guy oh yeah quite liked him yeah I like the look of him he's quite I think quite quite entertaining so he could be 
well, Bayern Munich asked after him, apparently, in the summer. Oh, really? Yeah, they, he said he, he felt he wasn't ready for it, but they did. They were very interested in him. There's a, there's a couple in Germany. I mean, there's the guy at Hoffenheim who's only, what, 30, 31, who everyone's raving about, Nagelsmann, but that'll be a bit of a risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Zidane's the most realistic because I just I think Pochettino is going to be too hard to get, and Zidane's free, and I think he'd be up for it. So, but even that's a risk. Well, so negatives against him, uh, you know, he's 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 only had uh, one one managerial experience. You know, it's pretty damn good. Mm. Um, you know, you could say, well, anyone could take over that Real Madrid side and and win three Champions Leagues. Well, no one had done it before. That's true. You know, and you could say you could have said the same about Guardiola. You know, when he took over that Barcelona side, I think um, yeah. they were still pretty damn good when he took him over. I think the question mark with Zidane would be, I'm not sure his record in the transfer market's that amazing or experienced I think you look. You need somebody who's going to come in and overhaul that whole squad now obviously he's a big name and he's a draw but he's unproven in terms of overhauling a squad because at Real Madrid he had the same team pretty much for three years so that would have a bit of risk but yeah I think I think Pochettino's the one they want I think Zidane would probably be a close second yeah, because uh, I guess the the probably more so than than his transfer record. Because uh, you know, ultimately, you you kind of need a team around you. I think mm. you know, it's, it's. I doubt any individual manager makes those calls by themselves. But no, of course not. Zidane's never played in the in England, has he? No. Absolutely. And Absolutely. let's face it, you know, this isn't just uh, because we love the league so much. It, it is different. You know, everyone who comes over here comments on it. And especially around Christmas, they, they all go nuts, don't they? They're like, what the hell are you, mad English? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think probably if I was to put a negative against Zidane, it, it would be that. But I mean, ultimately, like you say, if, it, if I was the United boss... I, I probably would go Pochettino as well. Yeah. What's this space? It's going to be really interesting. I think if he really, really wanted to go, he would probably get his move. But getting him out of there is going to be very difficult and it's going to cost him an absolute fortune. But, you know, like you said, if that's who they want, they've got to pay. Yeah, yeah. But it's not our problem. Who cares, really? Yeah, but I just hope... Uh, I hope... Whoever's the caretaker manager just uh, carries on how how things were going before. I mean, I did say to Chris yesterday that, you know, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to beat Cardiff at the weekend. That was before Mourinho had gone. Yeah. But they're going to beat them now and it's going to have like an extra feel-good factor, isn't it? Yeah. Which is irritating. But, you know, ultimately they're so far behind us. And we're on a different level at the moment, which is great. So that's no, just... I mean it, it's not just behind the top; it, it's they're so far off fourth. Yeah, and I don't really see, you know, I, quite often when teams are up there, but they're getting points when you don't think they should be getting points. The way Spurs and and Chelsea are playing at the minute, and to a lesser extent Arsenal. Mm. I, I don't see them dropping that many points in between now and and the end of the season. No, you look, you're looking at one of them at least losing four or five games, aren't you? 
and Man yeah. United winning all those games is, yeah, it looks unlikely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't see it personally. I think it's it's too big a gap already. But you never, I mean, you never know. I've seen it before, but um, yeah, hopefully it's not one for us to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's wrap it up there, Ben. But before we go, I just want to ask David Brent. David, how would you sum up Jose Mourinho's time at Man United? Rubbish. He was rubbish. Well, thanks for that. All right. Cheers then, Ben. Cheers, mate. Yeah.